0: You are listening to Milton Justice and the podcast, I Don't Need an Acting Class. I got an email this morning from a former student, Jean. Well, actually, he's in Sweden, so I suppose it was an afternoon for him. And he asked the question, how much should I focus on backstory? Especially when you get sides, when you have auditions, The question is, how much backstory should I do? And also, you just don't have a lot of time. So it's a logical question. Just to back up for a second, I think I need to summarize all of acting. With acting, you need the kind of naive belief of a child. Years ago, I arrived at my brother's house, and his son... Alex, who was like four years old, said to me, Uncle Milty, Uncle Milty. And he said, Did you hear about Humpty Dumpty? And I said, What? And he said, He was an egg. And he fell off the wall. And the king's men couldn't put him back together again. So I this was amazing. For Alex, this was an absolutely believable story. Although it does hit me, that's not the greatest story for a four-year-old, but nonetheless. Later in the afternoon, my brother and I were sitting in the kitchen. they just moved into a house, and so they didn't have a lot of furniture. We were sitting in the kitchen, no doubt discussing how we had survived our childhood. And Alex came in and said, Uncle Melty, do you want some french fries? And I said, sure, Alex. And so I suddenly heard him going, boop, 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 boop. And there was no furniture in the dining room. And I heard him say, hello, clown. I'd like an order of french fries. And I realized he had turned the dining room into a McDonald's drive-thru. That is exactly, exactly what we need as actors. So I found another Russian word, this ridiculous collection of Russian words. It's called Perishvani. and I can't possibly pronounce it, and I have Russian friends who are going to just like freak out. So among the English translations of this, and it's a word that Stanislavski used, are to live through. Uh, Another translation is live the part, live being the operative word, I think, or to relive. So what does that mean? what that means is that there is a world that we're in which we might call the given circumstances we need to launch imaginatively into this world and open ourselves to its influence Uh, i've been reading another academic paper a guy named john gillette and he describes the process, which is slightly pretentious, as like breathing air into our lungs. It's when I start to feel I am the character. Or as Benedetti, whose translation of Stanislavski is the best, says, I am being. The character is, in a moment, in this situation, here and now, And it then, if I can get to that, it allows me to live off of the circumstances, live off my partners spontaneously. I mean, it's almost like I surrender to these circumstances. Then what happens, happens. So, again, the way that I do this is by believing each moment. Uh, which goes back to Jean's question. How much focus should I place on the building of the backstory? All right, so here was the exercise I gave in class, which is meant to be an instant justification exercise. And I basically said, why did the woman leave the package in the department store? It wasn't as if I said to everybody, okay, so now go out, prepare, and when you're ready, come back in. I, I just said, now why did the woman leave the package in the department store? And it was amazing to me. Justine built a woman with three children, one of them in a baby carriage, one of them that was eight years old trying to help. And the moment she was building, or first of all I saw the department store, I saw the woman, I saw the children. I saw the package that she abandoned as she left the department store. And then the same thing happened with Michelle. Michelle had a woman building the moment. She saw the woman. She saw the Louis Vuitton bag. She saw the impatience on the woman. Patrick did the same thing. All different, all right away. And things that if we don't overthink it, we can actually believe Moment by moment. I mean, it's not a lot. A department store? Oh, yes, I can see a department store. Oh, there's a woman there. Yes, I can see the woman. Now, the choices you make as an actor are yours. And that's the reason that I like having class where you talk it out. If you think it out, you're not going to get it. I just, I absolutely believe that. If you think it out, you're not going to get it. But if you talk it out, you begin to see it. Now, the the issue here is, how you build for an audition, boy, there's no concrete thing with this. This is really you. I was working with Ellen on an audition a couple of days ago, and boy, it was a pain in the ass. (laughs) It's a defense attorney. (laughs) I mean, that was it. And I said, is there something else here? No, that's all it says, defense attorney. And the lines were, uh, I mean, are you a drug dealer? No. And then going through a list of things, proving that he was a drug dealer. Now, the interesting thing that I asked Ellen, and this is where you have to be really careful. I said to Ellen, how did you discover he was a drug dealer? And she said, well, I have an assistant who did research. Now, this is where you go, boy, you get on very, very shaky territory. Stella would stop us at a moment like that and say, there is no assistant, and the assistant didn't do research. So in in a sense, when you're building a backstory, you have to earn it. Ellen went down a very classic part of building a backstory, which was inventing a bunch of stuff you don't need. And that's the issue. You add characters you don't need. You add a plot you don't need. You don't need a plot about an assistant. I mean, you can, but you have to earn it. In other words, the fact that I say it doesn't make it true. Yes, you can tattoo that on your arm and look at it every day or at least put it on a stick-it note on your mirror in the bathroom. The fact that I say it doesn't make it true. And I think that's that's one of the issues we get into as actors often. We think because we say it, it's true. I I, <laughs> I was doing a scene for class and i <laughs> The lines were kind of like paraphrased. It's been the third act of Three Sisters. And the line paraphrased was, I've just come from town. It's on fire. It's terrible. <laughs> Stella. <laughs> Darling, there was no town. There was no fire. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. And you didn't just come from there. <laughs> And so that was really the issue. And, you know, it's not so difficult to kind of visualize a town, visualize the town on fire, find something that really makes it terrible, even if it's my favorite little stores on fire, and then see myself leaving the town I mean, so all of that is very quick. It's like my class, you know, building the department store. I don't have to overthink it. I don't have to go off and go to the outer office and sit and do it. I don't need overnight. I mean, I can do this all very, very quickly. So I I would say there are two issues here. One is figuring what I actually need. I think I'm lazy, and so therefore I hardly pick anything I don't need. I, maybe my talent is I figured out exactly what I need and that's what I do. I make it very talented. Well, presumably. I mean, look, there are actors, we used to say this, i I, I, I say, God, I could listen to Vanessa Redgrave read the phone book. Well, the reason is because Vanessa Redgrave will make, Triple A trucking. So interesting that I'm going to run right out. And, if, and do we have phone books? Anyway, uh, but I'm going to go out to Triple A trucking. All of it has to do with being able to have this experience of what I'm talking about. So I would say I need to figure out what do I need to build uh, and not drown in it. Maurizio in class was building have an exercise called an imaginary vacation and he was building his vacation to go snowboarding in New Zealand. Well oh my god the poor guy. I mean he was just drowning in information he didn't need. I mean he knew how what the ticket prices were. He knew where you had to change planes. He knew how long it took. It's like every, you know all of it. Now Vanessa Redgrave can make all of that really, really interesting. I might not be able to yet. Anything that I build, no matter what it is, I want it to bring me to life. A line like, "God the tra-, right, let's take a simple one. "God, the traffic was terrible." So it's very easy for me to do a performance of that. "God, the traffic was terrible." But part of me says, I need to build a backstory on the traffic was terrible. Now I can shop for choices. I know that there's so many cars on the Long Island Expressway is going to give me nothing. So I eliminate that one. It's raining. And I I I don't know what it is, but it seems to me as if no one in New York has ever driven in the rain before. It's like rain is part of I I, I don't know, a foreign language to us as if for some reason. And every single time you get on the Long Island Expressway and it's raining, it's like everyone slows down. And I, I it's like, what is this? And suddenly slowing down is going to make it easier? God, the traffic on the Long You see, so in other words, I'm going to shop for something that gives me a backstory. Now I walk in, and you look at me and you say, why were you late? And I look at you and say, oh my God, the traffic on the Long Island Expressway. I have earned the traffic on the Long Island Expressway and I built it in a way that brings me to life. Now, paying a price for it, earning it, is something that I have to know in the back of my mind. There's a bigger price to pay for I lost all of the men in my platoon than there is I saw a woman leave the department store. That's something I know. I just saw um, the movie Just Mercy, and I kept looking at it and kept saying, nobody's earned anything here. The murder took place on the day of the fish fry, and I thought, there's no murder, there's no fish fry. Um, This kid is sitting there and saying it's, he's sitting on the beach and saying it was just 10 miles from here that the slaves came to America And, but there was no relationship to it at all. It was a line of dialogue. That's where we get in trouble. That's where we get in trouble. That's the question that John is asking. I have to know that if I'm a black man in the South and that I know that 10 miles from where I'm sitting is where the slaves from Africa were dropped off I that's a big price to pay I have to build my relationship to that Clifford Odette's play waiting for Lefty 1930s I'm a taxi driver and he says I I rode the wheels off the chariot today well that's you know I got to be able to look at that and say okay that's going to cost me more than the woman in the department store the traffic on the Long Island Expressway. But that's the reason. Plays, I think, in an odd sense, are easier because you know you have to build that. Now my monologue, my improvised monologue, where I'm experiencing the past of my day, is very well selected. I, I, I have to really, in, in the way that my kids could see a department store, I have to know what the 30s in New York looked like. I can't just say, okay, I can build that. I, I got to know in the back of my mind what that is. Then And so that's when then I say, well, okay, I have to get pictures. I'm, I need to know what the images look like. I need to know what life was like. Now I start to build the drive to try to find a taxi fare when I see men standing in line for food and I I see people hauling off furniture that's been repossessed. And then I fight with someone for a fare. So I have to build that in a different way. I need more information. But it's the same principle. It's exactly the same principle. I have to figure out what I need in order to make this moment that is in the present believable and what it is that I have to do in order to get it. Hi, everybody. It's Walker Vreeland. I'm the producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Director of online media is Evan Sollers, and music is provided by David DeJuice. If you have a question or comment you'd like Milton to address on an upcoming episode, email us at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Again, that's questionsformilton at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Thanks so much for listening.